Joe DeSena here, CEO and founder of Spartan Race and the host of the Spartan Up podcast. I got Brendan Geyer, MLB player. This guy is an animal. Wait till you hear his story. Actually, you could read about his story. We've got this great article we're going to put the link in. We're going to do something really unique for this podcast. Brendan and I are going to carry our kettlebells. I've got the ancient kettlebell. He's got his little monkey kettlebell. We're going to hold it during the entire podcast. So really, this could be a one-minute long podcast. Or th- we don't know. As soon as the kettlebells go down, the podcast is over. Let's see what happens. Welcome to the Spartan Up Podcast with Joe DeSena, founder and CEO of Spartan Race. We are talking about overcoming obstacles. The same way we teach people to get over obstacles on the course, we will teach you here on the Spartan Up Podcast to get over obstacles in your mind. What can professional baseball teach us about high performance? Brandon Geyer spent seven years as a Major League Baseball outfielder. Today, he coaches athletes, and he's trying his hand at Spartan races. In this episode, he shares how he got to that elite level and his advice for you. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by FitAid and 511 Tactical. Race dirty, recover clean with FitAid or FitAid Zero Sugar. Visit ForTheFitAid.com now and sign up to win an amazing grand prize package from FitAid and Spartan, monthly Spartan prize packs, and more. FitAid, recover as hard as you race. 511, the official plate carrier sponsor of the 2021 U.S. Spartan events. Find out more at 511Tactical.com. That's 511Tactical.com. Joe DeSena here, CEO and founder of Spartan and the Spartan Up podcast. I got a great guest today, Brendan Geyer. Um, Can I say ex-MLB player? Previous MLB player? Perfect. Previous MLB player. This guy, of all the baseball players, he's special because I think, what were you known for in the MLB? Um... I would like to think a good player, but um, <laughs> probably most likely uh, La Pinata getting hit by pitches was was one of the uh, one of the things I was known for. So you you just got in front of the pitches time after time, and apparently you didn't wear any special gear. Like you just loved getting hit by baseballs. <laughs> I don't know if I loved it, but it was something that I never honestly went up to the plate thinking, okay, if I get you know if I get down on the count, I'm gonna try to get hit. It was just one of those things, man. Pitchers pitch me inside, and I just I'm wired, or I wired myself throughout my life to not care. Um, and hey, it got me on base. So I looked at it like it's a single. I'm getting on base. The guy behind me can drive me in. That's the way I looked at it. And um, the pain thing, you know, I, I know that that stuff's just temporary. So um, yeah, I didn't really care too much. No major injuries. Nope. That's awesome. How many pitches did you get hit by? Um, uh, eighty something, I believe. Um, not counting like the playoffs and stuff. So I, I don't know the exact number, but it, it was up there. Um, so I know that takes some luck and everything. And but you know, I've tried the gear and and all, but you know, I would be up there thinking like, and I like feel it when I was hitting. I like feel like the elbow pad and stuff like that. I'm like, man, this isn't it. I, I don't want to do this. Hitting's hard enough. I'm just you know get, get rid of it, screw it, and see what happens. It's such a tiny percentage of people that make it into like professional sports. There's so many kids. I have, ch- I have four children. There's so many kids that, and parents that work their butts off um, to, to get their kids good enough to play at a high level, let alone the few that get to play pro. How did, how did you get, like, were you just naturally 
unbelievable or did your parents work their butts off? Like, tell me how you got there. Um, no, I wouldn't say I was naturally unbelievable. Um, I always tell a story back in high school. My first three years, I don't know if I would say I was average, but I wasn't getting looked at by colleges. So, you know, I went to the University of Virginia and, you know, the first three years I was actually looking to play football. I was a running back and linebacker, going to play football in college. And then going into senior year, although I had struggled in baseball up to that point, I was like, I got more to give. Like, I know my mind is just limiting me. It's not an asset. It's limiting me. So I need to get into it. So a book I read called Heads Up Baseball. Um, I always talk about this book because it literally changed the trajectory of my life. I read it going into senior year, started to you know be able to handle failure better, be more resilient, um, like you talked about in your book, um, have better self-talk, be a better teammate. Um, all that stuff changed going into senior year, and then I went off senior year. That led to scholarship offers uh, from different colleges. So it wasn't oh you know I'd like to say I had good physical gifts, but to make the most of it, you had to I had to. Con- get control of my mind and that literally changed the game going into senior year do you think i mean that's a really interesting point do you think uh at a high level in high school kids are pretty much the same give or take but it's it's the space between their ears that makes the difference um at a high level possibly yeah um especially when you get to college in the big leagues or in, in the minor leagues because you know they're, they're a way more guys who had more physical talent than me. Because, I mean, you're thinking you're playing against guys, uh, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Korea, all around the world. These guys have crazy natural talent. Um, But, yeah, it's between your ears. What are you thinking? How, you know, the game of baseball has so much built-in failure. So if you're not great at failing, you will not make it to the top. Or if you do, once you get up there and then the talent gap shrinks even more, you're not going to last long up there. So um, I always like to say it's obviously the five, like a five-tool baseball player, how, how, um, how much power you have, hit for average, um, good arm, good defense, good speed. Those five tools, obviously super important. But the sixth tool, your, your mindset or a big league mindset, hands down the most important. Many guys had those five tools but didn't get, ever get to the big leagues because they couldn't handle all the failure or handle being away from family or didn't have a good support system. Um, you know, didn't carry themselves the right way, didn't um, live in integrity with um, you know, their values, whatever it is, um, didn't, that's what limited them getting to the big league. So. Somebody said to me this weekend, we were at a big tournament, a wrestling tournament for my boys, who did terrible, by the way. Um, somebody said to me, a good high school wrestler takes about a month to get over a bad tournament. A good college wrestler takes about a week. A good Olympic wrestler takes about 10 seconds <laughs> to get over it. And so when you think about the book that you read that changed the trajectory of your life, like what are the takeaways that we could apply? What could I apply? You got me carrying a kettlebell right now while we do this interview. Yeah, um, right here, baby. Okay. What, um, <laughs> what, what takeaways from that book? What could we apply to our lives really simply that just changed the game? Whew, from that book, it, it was really about um, you know putting yourself in the best position to succeed, and and I would think it was all to funnel everything you have, whether it's sixty percent or whatever, whatever you have at that given moment to the very next pitch. So, if you're playing baseball, the next pitch. If you're golfing, your next shot. If you're doing a Spartan race, you know the feet next couple feet in front of you, or the next telephone pole in front of you, kind of like what you talked about in Spartan Up. Um, just thinking, how can you give everything you have? Because 
how often are we going to be 100%? But your 60 or 70 or 80% can be better than someone else's 90 or 100%, but you have to give, you can't be thinking about that 40% you don't have. That 60% you have, be all in with that and be ruthlessly all in on the present moment. And whether it's using your breath, self-talk, having really good focus, whatever it is, get to that present moment and um, be ruthless with it. And that's that's kind of what I took away the most is, you know, no, are you, I forget the quotes, like, are you so bad that you need everything to go your way or you need to feel 100% to still have success? Um, and that always stuck with me. It's like, we're not going to feel great all the time. But at the end of the day, it's not how we feel. It's our actions. That's all that matters, um, no matter what we're doing in life. So actions in the present moment, I think that's everything. But even if you don't feel well, it's not just actions, it's attitude, right? Like somebody, somebody complains about it raining outside and they don't want to go for a run. It's like, it's not the bad weather, it's your attitude. Attitude. I have, so on this wall, you can't see behind the computer what I like to call signs of success. So just motivational sayings, whatever, one of them is attitude is a decision right over there. Um, it's so true. Attitude is everything. Um, and the great thing about that, 100% under your control. I mean, controlling the controllables, being where your feet are, that's everything in, in life and in baseball and literally anything you're doing. So. You, could control, you can't control the weather. You can't control maybe what's going on on the field that day or what the last hour looked like, but you can control your attitude. And then you, from there, you could take action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, I'm trying to think what the quote is. Your thoughts determine what you want, but your actions determine what you get. Oh, I like that. I love that. I mean, it's everything. Um, it. Controlling what you can control is the name of the game. And it's so much easier said than done. Like the kids I'm working with, my company, whether high school, college, professional, or little leaguers, it really always comes down to control what you can control. And they'll hear that and be like, okay, yeah. But then in the moment when shit hits the fan during the game, an umpire makes a bad call or whatever happens, you know, they don't really do it. It's, it's just like anything else. It's a muscle you have to develop. And it's not just going to come overnight. Um, and you have to have that really good reactive discipline where you have a stimulus, then you have a response. You got to be able to work on building that reactive discipline muscle to step in between that stimulus so you have a more empowered response. And it changes the name of the game, you know, for the rest of the game, for that at bat, for your life at home. I mean, I still struggle with that reactive discipline with my kids. I mean, I have three young kids. And at the end of the day, when the willpower is kind of shot, being able to react like that best version of me, I mean, that's a muscle, that's a skill. And that's that's the kind of discipline, you know, reading your, your 10 rules for resilience, the discipline breeds responsibility, I think was a chapter. Um, that really hit home because it's like when it comes to eating, moving, sleeping, things I am relentless with, I, I can be so disciplined with the best of them with that. But then, you know, how my response with, you know, my kids or my wife late at night, that's a muscle that I'm really still trying to be more consistent with. Um, so I think that's, I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I think that's a huge thing too. You know what you could do? You could ask your wife. Um, my wife has done it a few times and it's really a game changer for me is, um, Hey, I need help with this, right? So if you, if you're humble enough to ask for help and my wife has said to me, I just need you to say this right now. I like, she had hurt her knee. She was a soccer player. A year, a year or two ago, she hurt her knee. She was all upset at home. I came home, and I'm not very cuddly, 
So I'm not going to be like, oh, are you okay? And she was like, I just need you to say this right now. Repeat after me. And it takes a, a strong woman to be able to do, but, but like we, we need support from people around us. Even the ancient Spartans, those ancient Spartans that carried kettlebells like the one I have here, this ancient kettlebell, mm-hmm. um, they believed that they couldn't be their best. They couldn't be incredible warriors unless they were surrounded by folks that held them accountable, that supported them, that motivated them, that got up in the morning when they didn't want to. And so we need, we need to be big enough men to ask for help and support. And, and, and we're going to, listen, we're humans, right? We're going we're gonna to fall off track. We're not going to always bring our best game. We're going to try. We're going to write about it in books. We're going to talk about it, but, but we slip up. And so we need help. That support system's everything. And in a book, when I retired a year and a half ago uh, from playing, I wrote a book called The Fully Equipped Playbook. I think the eighth chapter, I talk about support system. And you're hold you accountable. Um, be there to pick you up when you're down. Because, dude, I cannot tell you throughout my journey of baseball, whether it was my dad, my mom, um, my wife, whoever, you know, those are the th- you know three main ones. Pick me up when, when I was down. And then, you know, strength in numbers. Um, it, it, I don't think it was a coincidence whenever I came to Camden Yards um, in, in Baltimore, Maryland here to play the Orioles, I always had like my best games. Um, it's like you feed off their strength and, and that support system and having that humility, being humble, um, that's, it's so important. Um, and I know a lot of people don't like to ask for help or anything, but I think it's, you know, as far as being a man, it's a manly thing to do because you're not trying to act like you have it all figured out um, and, and all that. So yeah, it's, it's huge. Given that, You've um, recently found an even better sport called um, Spartan racing, obstacle racing. You've come out and done um, an event. How does that compare to baseball? Spartans, you've seen Joe and his friends training in these vests on the mountains behind his farm. 511 is a global innovator in tactical apparel and footwear and purpose-built gear. That's why they're the official plate carrier sponsor of the 2021 Spartan Honor Series and the stadium events. Not only that, 511 hosts Spartan workout tour events at select 511 retail stores 30 to 90 days before races hit. This 90-minute bodyweight training session caters to all levels of fitness. So please, anyone can come join. Come for the camaraderie, come for the fitness, but also exclusive giveaways, prizes, and special 511 promotions. You can enter to win 511's TAC Tech Plate Carrier at selected Spartan Honor Series and Stadium events and workout tour events. Take part in their newest Physical Training Ready Challenge. Put yourself up against other Spartan racers and earn the exclusive 511 Spartan Dog Tags. It's a lot to keep track of, but it's all great stuff for you. To learn more about 511 and to find a 511 retail store near you, visit 511tactical.com. Why do you race? For the glory? For the honor? For the fit aid? Each ice-cold can of Fit-Aid and Fit-Aid Zero Sugar has ingredients to help your body recover, like BCAAs, glucosamine, turmeric, electrolytes, and omega-3s. Fit-Aid doesn't have artificial flavors or sweeteners. That's why Spartan loves it. In fact, Fit-Aid is at every Spartan race finish line. It's the perfect recovery for your active lifestyle. It's 45 calories, it's non-GMO tested, vegan, paleo-friendly, and certified gluten-free, kosher, and it never contains any artificial colors, flavors, sweeteners, or sodium. And now FitAid has a zero-sugar option. 
It's keto-friendly and only five calories. It's sweetened with monk fruit and stevia, natural stuff. Can you imagine drinking a soda when you could have this after a race, after the gym, hiking or biking? That's why FitAid is an official partner of the U.S. Spartan Race Series, right? They're at every finish line. So grab a can at the finish line, but then you're going to want more at home. So head over to drinkfitaid.com and find out about their low-calorie, zero-sugar recovery blends. That's drinkfitaid.com. I guess you could argue baseball is up there with one of the more mentally tough games um, out there. I mean, golf arguably may be a little ment- more mental, but baseball is so mental and and physical too because in the big leagues you're playing 162 games in the regular season and then if you make playoffs even more with not many off days. So it's a, it's a grind physically and mentally. Um, and I, I noticed with Spartan, not just the actual race, but the train-up for it. What a grind. I mean, that is something I love. I mean, with baseball, it's not like we really need to train long, do endurance training, stuff like that. So that was really the first time I got into endurance training. Um, and honestly, I don't I don't think I did it long enough because um, I, I literally think I broke myself. Mentally, I broke myself in the, in the first West Virginia race, and we can get into that later. I actually just went and saw a doctor last week because my – HRV has been down. My resting heart rate has been up ever since those two races. And he's like, dude, you just mentally broke yourself. And, and I was told him, all right, this, that's the new cookie I'm adding to my David Goggins cookie jar right there. I, I, I broke myself. Because um, I forget the quote, um, Matt Fitzgerald and How Bad Do You Want It or something like that. He wrote a book on Steve, uh, I think it's Prefontaine. And he talks about how like your physical fitness determines where that wall that represents your your potential is, where you can get to your limit. Mental fitness determines how close you can get to that wall. So physical fitness, I think I trained for a month, two months, super hard once I signed up for the Spartan race. So physically, I wasn't where I needed to be, but I knew I was fine enough. I knew I had the mental fitness because the mental side of things, I've been obsessed with my my for the longest time. So I knew I'd be good there. Um, so I think I pushed myself basically past that physical wall, um, and struggled, uh, and still recovering, but I love it. I mean, um, that's what I live for. So I don't care about that, but yeah, they're so close mentally and physically very similar. Um, obviously the skills are a little different. Was it like baseball? Was the community awesome? Spartan community? Man, it, it, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, right during the race, going out there and running, Literally from the get-go, I was pushing. So uh, going through um, like West Virginia, I was catching up to people that went before us. And they're like, man, they're like dapping me up and, you know, smacking me. Like, great job, man. Keep going, keep going. And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting. Like everyone was kind of pushing each other. Um, you know, and then in the Nats Park race, the elite, you know, obviously you're competing. But we're still like, there are a couple guys there. You know, when you hit an obstacle or you do something well, they dap you up. It stood out to me, the love, the positivity, um, before, during, after, you know, met some great people like the guys who I was on the podium with in West Virginia, got to know them, got to talk to them, um, connected with them on Instagram. Um, so it's just such a great community. I thought it would be good, but that, you know, is probably a little bit more than I expected. Um, so there's just a bunch of savages, but, but a bunch of great people that are testing themselves and, um, Really, it's all about love and connection and positivity, and that's what I saw a lot there. It's amazing to me. Uh, I've been doing this 21 years, putting on these events all, all over the place, and um, it's amazing to me how people will come out, and they want to win, and they want to do their best, but, 
but they'll give up some time to help somebody else. You know, it's not so cutthroat. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of a, a paradox in some way. It just doesn't make sense. Like, everybody's coming out there. They want their best time. But, but if they got to stop for a moment and help somebody over a wall, you, you see that more often than not. A guy who raced the day before was telling me about, he was an old buddy who played um, baseball with me. He's saying how he was helping some people out, um, I think in the Beast run or something. So he was saying that. Um, so I got to admit, I didn't do it because my first time out there, I was like, I'm going to win this thing. I told you, I told you that I'm going to win. Um, so I was like, and I didn't really see people that necessarily needed help. Um, but now next time out, obviously I'm, I'm out there, I'll be helping them. But, um, I, I tried, I wanted to live up to my word that I gave to you, man. So, um, I didn't do it as much, but I definitely saw and noticed that a lot. But you didn't win. Not sure. <laughs> but, 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 so when I told you that I was doing the age group at Nats Park, and if you want to get technical, which I don't, I'm not making excuses. I did win my age group, but the, I, I raced in the elite group, which I'm, I would trade it over and over again. If I wanted to go and be the first to do it, next race I do, I would do age group just to build up my ego. But to push it against the best of the best, I would rather do that and get ninth or whatever place than be first age group um, any day of the week. So technically, I didn't live up to my word. But if we were to go on to the age group, I did win by a couple minutes. So. We, we did some studies at a, a local university here in Boston where we took the best soccer players, the best football players, baseball, you, you name it. And um, across the board, CrossFitters, across the board, the, the, the athleticism and uh, H, just the engines they have are just, I mean, think about it. Run five-minute miles up and down a mountain while you're doing 30 obstacles. Crazy. It's crazy, right? So, like, you got your work cut out for you if you want to win one of those elites. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I think uh, Killian, Robert Killian won, beat, was ahead by, like, four minutes. So, I know if I were to give up what I'm doing now and be all in training, get a specific coach, take my recovery to another level, and literally be 100% committed, non-negotiable, be all in, I think I could make up a ton of time. Whether I would compete with him, I don't know. Um, what, uh, I, what, what, how old are you right now? 35 you got to do it like right now yeah but I, see i don't know if, like I, i'm doing what i'm doing i retired to be around my fan i don't know about that but i i know deep down in my mind i probably could compete whether i beat them or not who knows yeah. um but yeah they're a different breed i mean it's it's unreal like uh logan broadbent i remember in the elite race at nats park he missed like two or three obstacles so he had to do the burpees and then he still caught up and i think he finished second or third place i remember specifically um hitting the spear throw and he missed a little bit in front of me he's doing burpees as i'm running past him and then all of a sudden a minute later he's passing me like it was like what the heck man like these guys can just go all out and it's that training man so they're like that quote we talked about earlier with matt fitzgerald how bad do you want it book their physical limit or uh, physical wall like where their potential is is so far out there but they also have that mindset where they get so close to that that's the thing i think a lot of guys who might have this great endurance who don't do the spartan races then if they were to do it they might not get close to that physical limit because they don't have that mental fitness to get close to it uh, but the top of the top elite they have both of them and that's what makes them who they are give me one thing everybody should do every day to set themselves up for success oh man there's so much um I think a good PM routine, I think when you have that PM routine locked in and you 
specifically sleep, but then doing things to optimize that sleep, whether it's cut out inputs or blue light or not eat too much close to um, going to bed. Um, I think that's everything because that's when your great day today started the night before. And if you can really lock in that PM routine, I think that is the first step to get you to feeling good because that's going to give you the energy, the, the mindset you need to and the willpower so that you can do what needs to be done, whether you feel like it or not. Um, and you put those actions before the feelings. Um, so I would say lock in that PM routine uh, is a good place to start. I love the saying. I'm going to steal it from you if that's okay. Your great day today started the night before. Well, you can steal it from me. I stole it from Brian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because last night I was in bed by 7 p.m. Our power went out in the whole neighborhood. And my friend has a generator. He has a great house, a bunch of kids. And so my wife was like, oh, we could stay at their house. They have a guest bedroom. And I was like, no, I'm going to go stay in our house. But there's no heat and there's cold shower. I said, great. That's where I'm staying. And so me... And our little dog roughed it out in our house last night. I was in bed by 7 because there's no lights, no phone, nothing, right? I had no Wi-Fi, I had nothing. It was awesome, and I feel great today. Yeah, I was about to say, so you must be feeling really good today. Because your body your body was used to going to bed, I don't know when you go to bed, but probably an hour or two after that, yeah. or whatever it is. Were you able to fall asleep, or do you have a technique to fall asleep if it's way before your usual bedtime? I um Well, the night before, I came in on a red eye, so I was already a little tired. I take an ice-cold shower before bed, which oh. sucks. And then um, I try not to eat too soon, but, I, but because I went to bed so early last night, I had eaten, you know, too close to bed, but the ice cold shower really uh, kicked it in. And then I meditate for, literally, I, ha I meditate for about 40 seconds and I'm out cold. So wow. it's great. That, it's that quick? That quick. Wow. That's a beautiful thing right there. Yeah, I, I fall asleep on a plane. I can fall asleep stand, standing up. I've always had that gift, probably because I squeeze every ounce out of every day. That's a big part of it, yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything we didn't cover you want to cover? I was going to say, how could people find uh, your book? How could people find you? FullyEquippedAthlete.com. And what, yeah. what are you going to help people do if they find you? So my company, Fully Equipped Athlete, basically I'm working with athletes of all ages and just going over what I was talking about earlier, the, the mental side of the game, mental performance. Um, you know, the big thing is, you know, trying to develop that, that mindset that's conducive to, you know, funneling you to the present moment so you can give all that you have to the very next pitch or whatever it is you do in life. Um, and so that's the name of the game, doing that. And, you know, the very first things I cover with them all the time are how you eat, how you move, how you sleep, sleep most importantly, and how you think, meaning your mindset. But just dominating those fundamentals, um, that's going to put you first, give you that energy and dial in your recovery so you're able to um, give the rest of all you got. Um, so basically that's it. Just help them develop a mindset that's conducive and help them uh, be the best version of themselves on and off the field. Cause not really looking to just develop the best athletes. I want them to like, I'm 35 and my, my pro career is over. So I still have a lot of life to live and being obsessed with this stuff. My whole career is what's kind of made that, that, um, transition, transition from playing a little more seamless. Um, so not everyone's going to make it to college or the big leagues. So just setting them up, no matter what they're doing in life, um, for success. I think that's, that's everything. So that's, that's the main mission and goal of it. All right, you're the man. Let's stay in touch. Whenever you need race entries for any race, just let me know. I can't wait to put you up against the elites everywhere. Are you coming to um, Abu Dhabi to the championships? Um, no, I wasn't planning on it. When, when, oh. when is that? December 4th and 5th weekend. 
Um, if you want to go, it'll be like getting hit with 10 pitches. It's out in the desert. You say that, I'm, I'm in, man. <laughs> it's out in the desert. Um, it's going to be serious. Like, you got to... you. It's going to be serious. Is it like a world championships? Or is yeah, it just- world championships in, in, the de- in the empty quarter, which is the middle of nowhere, desert. Wow. That, have you guys done that before? Never. Dude, that's going to be sick. Let me know. Okay. It's the end of the podcast. Are you guys still holding the kettlebells? Come on. You're talking to two maniacs here. We're holding Let's the go. kettlebells. Let's go. <laughs> we got them. This episode of Spartan Up is brought to you by FitAid and 511 Tactical. Race dirty, recover clean with FitAid or FitAid Zero Sugar. Visit ForTheFitAid.com now and sign up to win an amazing grand prize package from FitAid and Spartan. Monthly Spartan prize packs and more. FitAid, recover as hard as you race. 511, the official plate carrier sponsor of the 2021 U.S. Spartan events. Find out more at 511tactical.com. That's 511tactical.com.